Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast with myself, John Norman and Steve Harmison. So much to talk about uh, following day four in Gaul. We still have a day five, uh, just about. I wasn't sure it was going to go that far at uh, certain stages. I was absolutely uh, adamant it would at others. What a topsy-turvy day of test cricket to look back on. Um, You're listening to the following on podcast. Okay, so uh, now you know England need 36 runs to win the first Test match. Uh, Sri Lanka batting so well in uh, second innings, 359 all out. Uh, Angelo Matthews top scoring um, with 71 today after Tiramani uh, made 111. He was at second man out in the morning session. Uh, for much of the morning and the afternoon, it looked like Sri Lanka may well take this game deep into day five. And with the bad weather forecast, who knows what would have happened then. But in the end, Jack Leach and Dominic Best performed uh, admirably well, uh, leaving England a target of 74. Target of 74 in a test match in Sri Lanka. We've heard that one before. England lost six wickets in 2001. They looked like they might lose 10 when they were reduced to 17 or rather 14 for three. And if Johnny Best had run himself out the ball after running his captain out, then maybe, uh, well, who knows what would have happened. As it is, we're going to come back and do it all over again on my 10-year wedding anniversary. Uh, You're listening to the following on podcast. Let's talk about story of the day. Story of the day. So, Harmy, so many stories to go at today. But I'm going to start with Jack Leach, because yesterday there was some um, criticism, I suppose, but understandable criticism when you consider the lack of warm-up, lack of game time um, both Dominic Bess and Jack Leach have had. But today, um, Jack Leach uh, took a five for bold, uh, bold nicely as a 
day progressed, you could see he was getting something approaching a rhythm as the overs uh, were uh, put under his belt. And uh, he walked off with his second five friend test matches. You've got to be pleased for a guy that has battled back from some pretty serious illnesses over the last couple of years uh, to perform for England on uh, day four in goal. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really pleased for Jack because of, like you said, what he's had to go through. He's you know, taken first class match since, well, for nearly, I think nearly 20 months. Um, it's in somewhere, I think it, it's, I'm happy the way things are progressing for England at this moment in time. It would have been, I think it would have been not a, a nightmare for the, the management team, but it would have been a, if England had just rolled uh, Sri Lanka over for another 130 and they batted as poorly as they did in England are thinking, well, I'm trying to get miles in the legs of the bowlers, trying to get a rhythm and understanding of what it's like to play in these subcontinent conditions because, you know, it doesn't come around very often. I think fielders have got to get used to having large passages of play with nothing happening, literally nothing happening. Things just rolling on, rolling on. And then all of a sudden, like we've seen tonight, right at the end of the day there, Things happen very, very quickly in the subcontinent. Nothing could happen for 70 overs. And then within 10 overs, you could lose four or five wickets and you've got to be mentally switched on. And I think from a management point of view, they would want that extra, you know, that extra day in the field, another day in the field, getting out of bed and working towards what is going to be a a tougher challenge in in India. But I agree, Jack Leach is the story of the day because of what he's gone through, the illnesses that he's had, you know, what he went through in South Africa and then having played a great deal of cricket, I think he has got better. I think him and Don Bess bowled brilliantly between lunch and tea. I thought they bowled fantastic. I thought their pace was right. I thought their lines and lengths were right. Their combinations between the two, because this is huge, huge for England in, in, a, in an Asian Asian winter, which is, you know, going to India. You have to bowl well with the guy from the other end. Can't just, can't just give easy easy runs. And I think... If there's a slight criticism between the two, I think that's where they've got to get better. One little start I will will chuck at. You look at the way Seamus bowl in the subcontinent to where the spinners are. You know, Stuart Broad, experienced campaigner, played all around the world more times than anything else. He's bowled 17 overs, but he bowled 11 maidens in them 17 overs. Jack Leach and Don Best between them, 75 overs nearly, and they bowled 10, 10 maidens between them. So I think that's something they need to look at, to work on, to work in tandem and work together. And I think that's where, you know, the, that, that middle section, I think they've got spot on. Pierce, Line in length, and I think they've got their just rewards. Yeah, absolutely. I was delighted. I had a little look through it. It's funny with cricket, isn't it? He was uh, getting, I mean, I like nobody was going overboard. It's, uh, it's a particularly difficult position to find yourself in. But I did have a look back at his record. He does average under 30 after 11 test matches, and he's only gone wicketless in an innings once when, uh, when he's bowled more than six overs, and that was on mm. debut. So he's, he's taken wickets consistently. He's got a decent strike rate of around 60, an average under 30. Um, so, yeah, no, I was really pleased for Jack Leach. It's and- a run of games, John. It's a run of games he needs. It's a run of games he needs of knowing that he's in the team, first and foremost, confidence off that. Knowing that he's probably the, you know, the frontline spinner, confidence off that. Know that he's going to bowl a lot of overs so he can get into his into his spell and work, work a batsman out and not worry that... Like in England, if he's in England, he bowls two or three, two or three bad balls. He might not get a bowl for forty overs. So that that's that's what he's got. The confidence he's got now. He's got six Test matches, a minimum of six Test match. Oh, sorry, a maximum of six Test matches coming up in the next eight or nine weeks, where he can really, you know, build building blocks towards, you know, this this 
you know, middle part of his international career because he's not a young man. He's only played 11 test matches and that's because of illness and injuries and everything that's gone with it. So, you know, he's still trying to learn the art of bowl and spin in, in against test match players because I think like we're seeing with Sibley and, and Crawley when, when the batting came around, you know, and some of the players that have played so far, there's a difference of playing first-class cricket at Chelmsford on a flat one or at you know, or Kent on a flat one. But you get out in the cauldron of playing test match cricket with men round a bat with decent bowlers, all of a sudden it's a different game. And I think that that we, you know, that know that's something that England players have got to adapt to quickly before they get gobbled up. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but, you know, during the summer, there's every chance that England are only going to go with one spinner. Do you think that Jack Leach is England's number one spinner? Do you think uh, when it comes down to it, if, if they had to make a choice, right now, and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and the next five test matches, do you think that Jack Leach is, is the better spinner? I think on on technical and ability, I think Jack Leach is our number one spinner. I do think he is a, he's a better finger spinner than, than, than Don Best. Don Best gives us a hell of a lot more than just just the, the, um, the bowling. Energy in the field for other bowlers, for the rest of his teammates. The guy feels backward point. You know, he throws him around. You see him at the end of a test match. His kit is is filthy. He he gives everything for his team. His enthusiasm is very very good. And I know that's not why you should be picked for England. You're talking about not playing for, you know, second eleven dog and duck. We're talking about playing national cricket for England. You know, Don Best plays. You know, he plays the. You know, he uses the uses the bat very very well. So there's all round package in Best that I think does have merits for him being in the side. But actual on finger spin alone. I actually think Jack Leach is the better bowler. I think Somerset show that been sent Leach uh, Don Bess up to up to Yorkshire. They see him as their number one spinner. And I think if he gets a run in the side, i.e. six test matches in subcontinent, I think he'll come back in May, April, May time, or whenever they come back, um, to get a start in first class cricket to get ready for June when New Zealand come, all being well, I think I think Jack Leach would get the nod over Don Bess if Mo and Ali doesn't throw a spanner in the works and decides that it, and, and, and comes back like the Mo and Ali we had from, from maybe seven or eight years ago. Well, it'd be a good spanner uh, to throw if that was to be the case. Mm, um, what about Sri Lanka then, though? Because they will be absolutely kicking themselves again when they saw how much turn. And by the way, uh, they've got themselves a, a real talent in Embodinia. He yes. looks like he's got it all. High, mm. he's got the bounce, he's got these bowls at good pace, turn. Um, so, yeah. He's got a bit about him as well. Yeah, he's got a bit so about him as well. Taking the new ball as well. Like, I know that's uh, more common in this part of the world, but still. Um, so, Sri Lanka, you know, Angelo Matthews showing a touch of class. Tiramani, you know, he was only in the side because of an injury to Karuna Ratney, 111. But Sri Lanka, they'll be looking at themselves thinking, all we needed to do was scored 250 in first innings and we couldn't have really have lost this game. Yeah. The, Mickey Arthur said at the end of the thing, at the end of that first innings, or he, he's come out and quoted saying, if we can get England chasing what we have made first innings, then we'll, we'll make a game of it, make a fist of it. And I think if you, if you add another 60, 50 or 60 to this, this total, then I think they would make another a, a bit of a game of it. Too far, too far away now. I think England getting thirty five would be be very, very comfortable. And England go one up in the series. And to be fair to uh, Fidel Fernando, we did see on the uh, on the Cricket Collective during the week that 
England will win the first test match and, and Sri Lanka will come good in the second. And I think if Sri Lanka wrong their, you know, put right their wrongs in the first innings with the bat, now the second test match is going to be a humdinger because you know, I would imagine you'll see a lot of different bowlers from England point of view. But you know, Sri Lanka will be looking at the bat and then saying, you know what, that top two, you know, we can we can consistently have England here 10, 20 for two and get Root and Bairstow in when we want them in. And I don't think the cap can, you know, can the captain play another double, get another knock of double hundred because at the minute he looks the only one that really has a game plan against, against the spin. Players coming forward, hard hands, Crawley, Sibley, hard hands coming forward, Bairstow, hard hands coming forward. Lawrence, when he does come forward, he has got relatively hard hands. So, I think a little chat with a captain for between test matches could go could go down well for the for the for the top order of England. But you know, fair play to Schlanker. They come back well, come back really, really well. Tiramani, yeah, the kid, the kid got 111. He's played this this 37th test match and he's averaging 22. Yeah, you know, that is England in the 90s sort of stuff. You know, having a career over 10 years and doing well in first class cricket, bringing back for a test match and then gets knocked over cheaply and gets. Yeah, jettisoned again. So, and another one as well. When you're looking at stats like that, this is Josh Butler's 47th Test match, and it was his first stump. And I know he hasn't played as a wicketkeeper in all 47 Test matches, but it was, you know, fantastic to get that monkey off his back to get the stump. And good hands, quick hands, but you know he didn't take the bills off straight away. He waited for his chance and took it. So, you know, fair play to Josh. And as well, Josh Butler. I think he's been magnificent during this game with the, with the gloves. I think he's been really good. I think it's a couple of times this morning where they got an edge and it looked as though it was a chance. It looked as though he was going to get his first stump and I think Angela Matthews was going to be one of them. But, you know, standing up to the wicket, any sort of deviation, it does put you off. So I, I, I'll stick up for, for Joss in that respect. I have given him a little bit of criticism with the bat. But I think his he's all-round glove work in this test match has been absolutely brilliant. And I think something fewer for thought for the selectors uh, for the way they've picked their, their squad because I'm not sure, I'm still not 100% convinced that Ben Stokes being out there was a, was a, a captain's choice. I still think it was a left-field choice from the selectors. Moment of the day. Well, my moment of the day was uh, Johnny Bairstow running out Joe Root. Actually, that's not quite fair because Joe Root collided with um, the bowler. So not necessarily Johnny Bairstow's fault, but the very next ball, he could have run himself out. I mean, I've never seen that happen. Two runouts in two balls uh, involving the same uh, player in Test cricket. And for all of a sudden, a game that not quite drifting, but certainly there were long passages of play and not a lot was happening. And suddenly... It was all going on. It was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It was a, it was, it was a bit like Sri Lanka's first innings, actually. Yeah, it was bizarre, and it, it, this is what happens in in this this great part of the world. We we love this game, John. We, you, I'd like to think people hear us talking about and how passionate we talk about the game of cricket. We talk about it because we love it, and we love the different the different dynamics of the way the game works in England. You know, every. Yeah, every nearly if you get Broad and Anderson with a with a red duke ball for forty overs, nearly every every ball is a chance. Yeah, that's another reason why I say Butler's been brilliant behind the stumps because of you know sometimes you don't get the ball coming to you and the catching by Joe Root and stuff like that has been good for the simple fact it doesn't happen very quickly in the subcontinent. It happens very slowly. And then all of a sudden when it does happen, boy, it happens quickly. We've seen the first innings by Sri Lanka. You know, I'm getting rolled over by 130, 
for 135 and then England. Yeah, 14 for three. Anything could happen. Crawley nicks one, doesn't get caught, then gets out very, very soon after. Root gets run out. Best all the same. So I agree. I think that was a huge, a, a huge point for a huge moment of the day when Root did get run out. But I also think when they got into the huddle, them Lankin batsmen, Angela Matthews might have been saying to them as an experienced head, you know what? Another 50, another 60. If we got 200 in that first innings, we could have won this test match. Lol of the day. I suppose the lull of the day was uh, was actually that that run out, wasn't it? With um, yeah. or rather the ball after when he wasn't run out, that that was just bordering on the absolute farcical. <laughs> you know, you've just run your captain out. You're only back in the side because uh, of uh, you know basically Rory Burns is having a baby, Ollie Pope's injured, and Ben Stokes is resting. You come back in, okay, decent knock in first innings, and then you run your captain out. Fine, that happens. But then the next ball. To take on, well, he was nearly caught as well, yeah. and then to take on the uh, the throw, uh, I was absolutely, I was leaping around myself. Let alone the Sri Lankan fielders. Yeah, it was comical. I think uh, to be fair, you can you could arguably say the the lull of the deer was actually England's first eight six overs of batting, first seven overs of batting because of the weird the weird transcribe. Simply leaves a straight one, uh, one that doesn't really turn. Crawley gets dropped and then then gets gets knocked over. Root gets Besto runs Root out. Then he tries to run himself out in a space of about you know four and a half minutes. So yeah, there was the the Benny Hill music was going. Mickey Arthur was kicking and scamping and screaming. Um still having a rant after he had um after the last wicket had fallen um with the with the stumping. So I think all in all there was about half an hour passage there with the last wicket of Sri Lanka and England's first four wickets. I think you could have the lull of the deer was lasted about 45 minutes, to be fair. So, you know, England calmed down after that. But, yeah, I agree. I think the, the laugh-out moment was when Root got run out, Besto decided that, you know, the nerves and I think the jitters and everything you mentioned there about the side and how he's come into the side, I think that was just on Johnny's shoulders for probably about a minute and a half until he composed himself, got himself back going again with Dan Lawrence. And I think, yeah, I think it was good time to come off for everybody when that happened. What is going to happen tomorrow? Well, I've had a look at the weather forecast for Gaul tomorrow and uh, you never believe the weather forecast, but I can't believe the whole day is going to be rained out. So England are going to win, aren't they? Yeah, England, I think England are going to win. I think when having been experienced in being at Sri Lanka a couple of times now and being in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh, you tend to get rain as the day goes on. It, tend, it tends not to come really first thing in the morning. It tends to be more as the day goes on. So you're looking at 35 runs. That's, that, that, that can go in the space of about four or five overs. You come out this, tomorrow morning, you cut a couple of bad balls off the, off, the, off the spin bowlers, and that's it. It's game over because if Johnny can put a hole in it, hits two boundaries, then you get into the 20s, then you get into the teens, and then the fielder's shoulders slump, the bowler's shoulders slump, and it's just a case of, well, no matter how close them clouds are, we, we've run out of time sort of thing. So England to, England to win, obviously, tomorrow within the first five or six overs. Um, they just... It would be good for England not to lose a wicket, not to lose a wicket tomorrow morning, because then you just like I mentioned before, if Bairstow goes and Butler comes and goes, then all of a sudden little doubts go into that second test match and beyond. So fingers crossed for England, they can get it done sharp, quick and sharp tomorrow morning before the rain comes. 
Brilliant stuff, Army. Well, uh, if uh, England do lose, we'll do a podcast. And if they win, we'll probably leave it. Um, <laughs> we will uh, We will be back, though. We're doing Cricket Collective on Tuesday. So we'll do a full review and a full preview of the second test because these tests, they're back-to-back, you know. Um, in fact, some of the England team are going to be heading out to India uh, towards the end of next week, I think. Uh, the, the, the English guys uh, back in England, that is. So, um, But anyway, either way, thanks for your time today. Um, you've been listening to the following on podcast uh, thanks to ACOS, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and will we be back tomorrow let's hope not eh uh, let's hope we'll see you on Tuesday for the Cricket Collective but this has been following on the following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism and this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.